For one dangerous moment, palms against Jim's shoulder blades, I thought of my father. Mum? Curran's small plaintive voice. Gran needs to talk to you. We pulled apart. Still distraught, Jim walked away, raising his hand in farewell, just as my mother-in-law put hers on my arm. Please come up for lunch, she said, voice pleading yet cautious, as if she expected me to lunge at her, given the slightest provocation. That is, if you want company. I didn't, but her pale hazel eyes were so forlorn, and the house over the hill held so many reminders of Bill, that I nodded. I'd like that. A light rain drummed on the window pane as I sat on the living room's plaid sofa with a quilt draped over my shoulders, my legs tucked under me, and my fingers wrapped around a cup of Earl Grey. Bill's father stoked the fire while his mother cleared the plates of roast beef and mango chutney from the table. I ran my tongue over my lips, remembering the gentle, sleepy hours of early evening when their son and I had lain beneath blankets, reaching our hands under the sheets to memorize each other as we listened to water pound on the roof— and promised ourselves just ten more minutes before we'd get up to raise the drawn shades and start supper. Would you like some more tea, dear? Bill's mother asked. Yes, I said. Thanks, Louise. She came in from the dining room and handed me a second cup, gazing at me with a mournful look on her face. She stroked back a lock of my hair. My favorite daughter-in-law, she said, a joke since I was her only one. Her eyes were red. When we had first met, I had found her nervous, mousy, almost subservient in her eagerness to please. But I'd liked her despite her quirks. After twenty-one years with my mother, the fashion goddess, I was delighted to meet a woman who answered the door wearing jeans with holes in them. Now she sat beside me on the edge of a corduroy wing chair. Gloria, she said. I want you to know that you're always welcome here. You'll bring Curran to see us, won't you? Of course. I glanced around. Where do you wander off to? She laughed. It was the tremorous, broken laugh, which had tumbled from my mouth countless times, the pained peal of a mother fighting to keep herself under control. <laughs> the darling, he volunteered to do the washing up. Can you believe? <laughs> Just like his father, I said. I took a sip of the tea, then set it on the table. When I met Bill, my friends told me I'd hit the jackpot, an artist who could actually balance a checkbook and cook and clean. By the fireplace, Bill's father wiped the moist corner of his eye with his thumb. He caught me watching him, and I smiled. He turned his head. I felt as if all day I had witnessed and validated the grief of others, Jim, Louise, while my own lay submerged, waiting to spring out, not in acceptable expressions of tears or eulogies, but in a frantic plea, an angry shout, fingernails scraped down an innocent cheek. We heard a banging noise from the kitchen. Bill's mother stood. I'd best go check on him, she said. I watched the tail of the old workshirt she'd changed into flapping as she retreated. My eyes grew heavy. I spread the quilt over myself, curled up on the sofa, and stared at the wildflower pattern on the tea saucer before me until I drifted off to sleep.
Drowsiness had always been my escape from pain. After my father, after the bullet, I'd slept for two days. When I awoke, I heard Curran and Louise talking in the kitchen. Bill's father still sat by the fire. I hugged my knees and watched the flames and played a maudlin game of could have been, wondering if Bill, at his white cells not staged a coup, might have been like him at sixty. Would he have smoked a pipe and wrapped himself in green wool cardigans? Certainly he'd have been gentler than his father. He'd readily admitted that he was easier on Curran than his father had been on him. Even when he had every right to, Bill never raised his voice at our son. He had the amazing ability to convey firm, deep disapproval, whether it be over Curran's grade on an exam he forgot to study for, or the way I treated my mother, with a few simple, quiet words, an arm placed knowingly across a shoulder. I would have snapped at Curran.